Welcome back to another episode of Beneath It All. This is your host, Van Gullies. And today I'm joined by Madison Cohn, who's a part of the great Wisconsin football program here. But more importantly, today I want to sit down and talk to him about his experience being at a predominantly white institution and how it's shaped who he is today. Biggest question I want to ask you today is, you know, how have you found inclusiveness at a PWI like Wisconsin? Um... I feel like for me, um, of course, like uh, us being athletes, um, it's kind of different for us than, you know, the regular uh, African-American student or minority student in general coming to a PWI. Um, just because when we come, we kind of have the community in our teams. So uh, me coming here, I was kind of thrown right into a community with the football team. Um, so um, finding community here really wasn't that hard because that was kind of the reason I was brought here. Yeah. And I was thrown right into the community um, of that. But um, so for me, um, finding community within my team, um, um, for me, wasn't hard. I, we uh, we pride ourselves on being a brotherhood, which which right. we are. Now, outside of here, um, forming community, I, I wouldn't say it's been tough, but I mean, it's it, it's kind of different. Just as we both know, we're underrepresented at this university. So, I mean, finding people that look like us uh, doesn't happen super, super often. So uh, when I see them, I try to, when I see uh, another uh, minority student, I try to acknowledge them because they probably aren't acknowledged much yeah. uh, on this campus. But, oh. Talking aside, I want to talk about your team. How have you found inclusiveness? Obviously, you know, the team, half the team might be white. There might not be as many blacks. How have you guys come together as minorities on the team and kind of found comfort within your like you know your white teammates um I, f- I feel like on our team it's been very inclusive i feel like the big thing that brings us together is the common goal i mean we're we're all here to uh to win games we're trying to win a big 10 championship and compete for a national championship so um i think it's just the shared interest, the shared interest. It, it, it's the biggest thing um, um with our group um of course like um outside of football and our free time we all kind of have our little clicks and and that that you you can see that i would say that that's probably pretty segregated not mm-hmm. not off of you know any love or hate thing it's just people you can relate to yeah. um, I think you bring, you bring up a good point you know when you guys come together as one unifying mm-hmm. knowing that you all have this one common goal and so no matter what the, the color is we're here to, to, to compete and win and that's great I want to kind of step back a little bit too and talk about your your background your family did you come from a very diverse background and family um so are you saying like it's like where I grew up? The yeah, area? where you grew up, the area so, as well as your family. So, um, uh, where I was born, I'd say the first like up until like second grade, it, it, it was a um, uh, it was a minority community. Um, after that, um, the place we moved to. Um, um, it was it was probably more white than anything. Okay. So um, I actually started off. Um, Started off in public school and ended up going to a private school because my mom was a teacher mm. and then uh, athletics for, for on an athletic scholarship. So, um, of course, going, going to private school, as most of them probably yeah. are nationwide, that, that was um, a majority white setting, mm. um, um, which... Uh, for me, uh, I found myself being a pretty pretty relatable guy. I kind of pride myself in that. So it wasn't as tough for me as probably it would have been for others um, making that transition. But it was definitely a transition. And then um, kind of skipping forward to high school, I went to um, – it, it, it was it was majority white, but it, it had we, we, we had a good uh, we had a good minority group. It was probably like um, 
was probably like 65, 70% white, and then probably 30% minority, I'd say like 20%. Well, that's great that you had a great transition from the public schools to like private, because obviously Mm -hmm. it's a huge difference, huge huge demographics too. You obviously see a lot of, you know, low-income blacks at public schools, and you see a lot of, you know, high-income you know, whites at private schools, and mm-hmm. so that was great that you found comfort and love and in the private schools, and it was more relatable, like you For said. Sure. Um, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, oh, not to interrupt you, but no, I feel like on, on a, another thing to hit on, um, which you can also see in the college setting when you talk about the transition. I mean, uh, being an athlete definitely helps. I mean, when, when you're good at a sport, right. of course, people want to be associated with you. To where, when when you look at like the difference between like being white and being black, when you come and um, when you show, mm-hmm. um, when you show that, that 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 you can compete at a sport at a high level, um, right. people are drawn to you. To where, like, if I was to just come as a regular student, um, the transition probably wouldn't have been as easy. Yeah. And that's just the truth of the matter. So, to where if I was a white student just coming in, it probably would have been a smoother, so smoother. Just, just being a regular student. But the, I mean, so it's kind of the stigma is you kind of have to be. Um, an athlete or something to kind of to, be welcomed into be those welcome. in, into those settings. So. No, I, I totally agree with you. If you weren't, I, mean, I feel like as blacks, if we're not as athletes coming into a school, mm-hmm. especially a private school, I feel like we're less likely to bond with people, mm-hmm. to gain friendships, to you know join like a more of a clique. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because we're suppressed in so many different ways and oppressed in, in many different ways. So like. I'm happy. I feel like my experience in high school, I went to a public school, so mm-hmm. I didn't go to a private school. And it was a lot smaller, but I feel like I was welcomed in because I was a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. Now, I can only imagine if I was not a, a great basketball mm-hmm. player, I would be not as welcomed by my mm-hmm. white, you know, friends as well. So that's always great. Um, growing up, was was a youth or your, you know, you obviously play basketball too. You mm-hmm. play basketball, football. What other sports you play? Uh, basketball, football, baseball were kind of like my baseball. three growing up. Okay, how was mm-hmm. that? Were, were those teams pretty diverse within those spaces? Um, yeah, so um, the probably, uh, I would say thinking back, my baseball teams mm-hmm. were, um, they were mostly majority white. Okay. When when you look across the board at baseball, um, not not too many African Americans play baseball. And as time goes, the more are starting to. I mean, um, um, they're, they're starting to make a bigger impact. And I, I, I honestly feel like if more African Americans play the game, that we we can really impact it in a big way. Mm-hmm. As we're starting to, but those were growing up. Those teams were majority white. Uh, then kind of looking at the thing, the way things are set up, my basketball team were majority black. Mm-hmm. Just how kind of like that stigma goes and um my, my my football teams were actually so starting out it depend on depending on where i live so when i lived um like i said when i lived in the uh when i grew up living in the uh, minority areas those teams were uh, uh more more black and then mm-hmm. when i moved to uh in fourth grade i moved from greensboro north carolina to a city called kernersville and in that city um that that city was uh a more white dominated city yeah. so that team was more mixed I would probably say more white than anything and then um, all of our like skill positions were black so like our yeah. wide receivers defensive backs all of the speed right. positions and stuff <laughs> like that so <laughs> you mentioned I didn't mention this in the beginning Madison Cohen is from North Carolina I am uh, from south from the south so 
I thought that was a good point that you made that because I didn't make it in the beginning. But, yeah. I mean, I'm happy that your, your teams are more diverse. Obviously, baseball is still an evolving sport. Mm-hmm. It's still making its strides, but it's mm-hmm. obviously a very white sport. Mm-hmm. And it's making strides to, you know, welcoming black people and mm-hmm. to show that, yeah, this yeah, I feel like from sport. a minority perspective, baseball is more, uh, they bring in a lot of people from, like, overseas, so, yeah, like, Dominicans do. and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, they, they've been... They've been very prominent to the sport. So. Yeah. So I, now I want to kind of talk about being at Wisconsin a little bit more. Um, when was it like? When did you kind of realize that you were a minority at this university? <laughs> My first since first day coming. <laughs> uh, I kind of I mean uh, co- coming up here. I, I kind of knew the climate. I wasn't I wasn't going to come blind. So okay. I mean when they started recruiting me, mm-hmm. um, I kind of you know I did I did my own uh, research and uh, one of the things that kind of stood out to me was that. Um, I want to say when I was in high school, I don't know what the numbers are now, but it was like 3.2% mm. um, black population on this campus. So um, that was one of the things that kind of that really caught my attention. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of knew coming in um, what it was when I came on my visit, kind of hung around um, some of the football players. I just kind of, um, I kind of saw the culture. And, and even though like the school is, um, a predominantly white uh, football is the most uh, diverse sport on this campus. So um, the brotherhood and the and, and the uh, bond we have in there uh, ha- has made this uh, feel as best or as close to home uh, as I guess can happen yeah. here. So, but uh, I, I knew that I was going to be in that group and. That was kind of the things that. that How did you prepare here. yourself mentally, knowing that you weren't going to be around people of color as often, maybe from back at home in North Carolina? What was your like mentality? How did you prepare yourself? Um, that that that, that was definitely a transition. I would I wouldn't say it was a hard transition. Like I said, uh, my my high school was a, a predominantly white, so um, it wasn't. It, yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad for me. Then, then the transition would have been like from a kid. I know we, I have, we have some kids on our team that came from like a predominantly all black high schools. Okay, really? So, like when That's they come tough. up, yeah, when they come up here, I know. So I really can't speak on. I, I, I feel like there are certain guys who definitely had harder transitions than myself. For me, it wasn't that tough of a transition. Yeah. But I mean, it was definitely just kind of like walking around the city and and just not seeing a lot of mm-hmm. uh, minority representation, African-American uh, representation specifically. So um, it, it, it just gets to the point that, you know, when, when you do see somebody that's African-American, you kind of you want to acknowledge them and, 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 you know, at least say, hey, just to, you know, um, uh, just to kind of make that little contact or something because it doesn't right. happen super often. So. You brought one, actually two good points that I want to kind of refer back to. The first one was saying that some of your teammates, you know, come up here and they're not, they're very shocked mm-hmm. because they haven't been around of uh, a lot of, you know, white people because they come from predominantly black, you know, schools. How mm-hmm. have you helped them as as, team, as a teammate to help them transition? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. I mean, more so... Um, more so just um, um, encouraging them to, because I mean, a lot of guys come up here and, and you know, they see a lot of white people, so they're just kind of reserved. So just so just kind of encouraging them to, to be themselves and, 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 and to, to not be scared to speak up and, you know, just, just really be comfortable who be you comfortable are. You know, I know I know when you, when you go into places, specifically like a classroom where there's already stereotypes yes. placed on us and a lot of. Um, um, in a lot of areas, you know, you can kind of just step back and just be like, you know what, I'm not going to engage or I like, just, just be confident in who you are and speak up. Uh, I actually got a funny little story. I don't want to waste all the time, but we, we, we were at, we were at uh, 
well, I'm not gonna say the place, but we <laughs> we went to brunch. Uh, me, me and my roommates went to brunch uh, yesterday yesterday evening, and um, we're out to eat. And a kid comes to us. He recognizes us as football players. He's like, "Hey guys, uh, um, just good luck on the rest of the season." And then he's just talking to us. He's like, he he was he asked us like he 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 was he was like, "Do you guys have to go to class or like do you guys do any of your any of your work?" And it's just like. That's like how they think, and then and, yes. then and then when we say yeah, he was just like he was like Shocking. he was like oh wow, he was like that's wow. the joke between me and my friends is like that that you guys don't have to do that stuff, mm. and that's just how we're viewed that we just come here and play and and that we don't have to do the yeah. um, that we don't have to do the work that everybody else does when do? when in reality we do. I, I've had to do every one of my assignments here, mm. so it, and the the fact that we play sports and we're a high revenue sport, I guess people just think that. We're not students, but we yeah. definitely are. But I'm uh, happy that we're, at, we're evolving. We're changing that perception of, sure. of athletes, especially football. Mm-hmm. That we, you guys do do your work. You guys do want to be great, on but beyond the field, you know. And it's important for us to understand that and know that. Um, but you being able to tell that young kid or whoever mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. that, yeah, we do actually do our schoolwork. He's able to tell his friends, like, yeah, athletes actually do do their work, and mm-hmm. that's important. That. You know, we also show and tell and, and do that. Um, but also happy that you're able to tell your teammates, this is a space where you can be comfortable. There are people that you can relate to. You mm-hmm. just have to be open. You have to speak your mind and talk about mm-hmm. things. But two, you also said that, you know, encouraging other black people that you see on campus. Mm-hmm. How, how have you been um, involved on campus? What are some things that you usually do? Obviously, being a part of SESO, which we both are a part of, mm-hmm. which for people that don't know, SESO means student athletes equally supporting others. It's a committee, a part of uh, the athletic department, diversity and inclusion. Kind of talk about your role on Say So. For sure. So yeah, Say So. Um, um, as Suzanne hit on, it's it's basically a big uh, in- inclusion group. Um, uh, with, with this being uh, a strong PWI, which is a, a predominantly white institution, uh, our group is just big in the area of inclusion and just and just trying to target these uh, minority areas and create a space where they can just come, they can open up, be surrounded by people like themselves, and just and just have real conversations about uh, similar experiences and things of that nature that they have on campus. So my role in that is more. Um, um, uh, we put on events monthly, so uh, we have big groups where, where all of our groups come together. Uh, in say so, we have three affinity groups: uh, Masal, which is the Minority Student Athlete Union; uh, Badger Pride, which is the LGBTQ sector; and Badgers Beyond Borders for international students. So uh, those groups they meet once a month, and then we have a big, uh, big meeting where all the groups come together uh, once a month as well. So um, I'm behind the planning. Um, uh, specifically for um, our whole executive committee does the big uh, say so meeting planning and then I'm I'm one of the head liaisons for Masal, the minority student athlete one. So um, so planning and then promotion of the events, just just, just getting it out um, um, to all the different sports and, and just letting people know that we're trying to create a space where you can come and feel comfortable and, 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 yeah. and talk about your experience without holding anything back. And, and what people find is um, they come to this thing and we all have similar experiences. So yeah. it's great to just have a safe space where you can just, you know, let it out. Sometimes people yeah. hold things in. Um, having the space to let it out, I feel like it's real healthy and we need to have it. So. It's, it's so important. I feel like for me being the president of Say So, like I've learned so much more about myself being a part of Say So because I, my voice has become bigger. Mm-hmm. And I understand that I'm not only helping myself, but I'm helping the future generation. And understanding that 
when when issues arise, I'm able to come to say so and be at these events and share my experiences and say like, I'm gonna be welcomed, I'm gonna be heard. And I know that's important for not myself, but you as well, and other people of color, um, international students, LGBTQ, and I think that's even important. But kind of the question I want to ask you too, how have you grown in your voice being a part of Say So and also being a junior now, going to be a senior? For sure. Um, the biggest um, the biggest growth for me personally is I've always been confident in who I am as an individual. So just kind of just kind of taking that next step and 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 being a voice and and being an advocate for others. Yeah. So I feel like I've definitely grown in that area. Uh, coming to college, um, empathy was definitely a, a, a trait that I really wanted to grow on. Um, just being more empathetic and 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 just. Um, uh, and just being a better listener and a better communicator uh, to others. Um, and, and I definitely feel like Say So has helped me grow um, in that area tremendously. Um, um, just just being an advocate and, and, and just doing what I can, just like you said, yeah. to make this place better for the people coming behind us. So uh, I'm, one, one thing that I've always taken pride in and I've, I've always wanted to do is uh, I've always wanted to uh, leave places better than I found it. And, I, and I definitely... I definitely feel like um, through say so, through through sports and and, and just through other lanes. Um, yeah. I definitely feel like um, I've started to do that. I still got another year to go, but right, but right. yeah, I mean the main goal coming here was to leave it better than I found it. And I definitely feel like me, you, and a bunch of a bunch of uh, a bunch of, uh, of of our peers have have um have have begun and have done that. So. Yeah, I agree with you. It's funny. I was having a conversation with my coach last week because. Obviously, no issues have been going on on campus, um, but I had met with him and I was speaking to him about, you know, how I've been wanting to become a better advocate for myself, but just like the people around me and the recruits coming in. But I think it's important that we we show that our voice matters. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, being more empathetic and being more a listener because like everybody's going through something and it's important that you sit there and you listen and say like yeah I understand even if you don't like show that you you care about their voice and I think say so has helped me grow in that that aspect as well but just being a part of this campus and being a part of something bigger and being a part of my basketball team has helped me become a better advocate and a better listener and Madison I'm great that I'm happy that you've had a, a great experience um, here at Wisconsin and just being a part of say so and Knowing and finding inclusiveness, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the final question I have for you is like, what inspires you or motivates you um, to continue to be a part of SAFO, but also be involved in this community at Wisconsin? Um, the, the, the biggest factor in my life would definitely have, have it definitely have to be my faith. Um, um, everybody that knows me uh, um, knows, knows that I'm a Christian. I try to, I try to uh, display it in the way I act. It's on all my social medias, anybody. So that's probably the biggest drive. Um, that's the biggest driving uh, factor in my life. And uh, uh, the the one thing that I just feel like something that's overlooked is is just the fact of loving other people. Mm. Um, we all come from different backgrounds. We all um, have different experiences and. Um, I, I just feel like uh, a lot of the problems in this world can be solved just just, just through love. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures says, above all, clothe yourself in love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I try to live by. Um, that when, it, when I talk about being an advocate, uh, just being there for other people, um, a lot of people, um, they, 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 they kind of they, they, they do that in a way um, 
just, just for example, like when you when you walk by somebody, hey, how you doing and keep going. It's just like a quick thing. I try to make sure I'm genuine with it and, genuine. and, and try to uh, and, and try to show people that, that that I really care in my actions. When I ask you a question, it's not just because it's the thing to do. Like I, I really um, I really I'm really interested in, in, in your experience and how you're doing. And if there's any way I can help, I genuinely want to help. So genuine love is, genuine. Is, is is something I feel like is missing in that, in that if that was if that was brought to this world, um, I feel like a lot of our problems would go away. So. You're absolutely right. Well, thank you, Madison Cone, for being a part of my amazing podcast, Beneath It All. Hey, thanks for having me again. Man, thank you all for tuning in and listening in. Another episode will be dropping soon. Stay tuned. We out. <laughs>